My guest today took the lesbic world by storm last year with the release of The Delicate Things We Make, the novella The Perfect Match, and my favorite book of 2021, The Headmistress. She was also the first author I asked late last year to do an interview for my new blog, and I was pleasantly surprised when she said yes. And she happens to be one of the nicest people in our community. Welcome, Melina Mackay, and thanks for joining me. Thank you. And thank you for the kindest words. Yeah. And getting your name right. <laughs> I seriously, this 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 issue has become so controversial. I would have never thought, but it it's it's been quite funny and quite sweet. <laughs> <laughs> the audiobook for the headmistress is perfection, and I can't wait for the audio version of the delicate things we make. Tell me your reaction when you first heard the audiobook and the brilliant Abby Craden reading your words. Well, I knew it would be amazing. I, I knew it would be amazing. Abby uh, is the sweetest, professional, nicest person. I mean, she reached out. She asked me certain things, how to pronounce certain things, how I saw, how I heard certain characters speak. And so I knew it would be amazing. But when I finally heard it, I was completely blown away. You know how when you begin something, like you have these dreams and they're sort of impossible aspirations. Like, when I grow up, I'm going to be an astronaut. Shout out to Rachel Lacey and her de- detonation girl <laughs> <laughs> dreams. But, you know, like I want to be an astronaut when I grow up. So when I started writing sapphic fiction, I just had a sort of this dream that Abby Creighton would one day narrate my book. And then it came. Yeah. Um, I love Magdalene Knox, of course. But Sam's fierce loyalty and strength is the catalyst for so much in The Headmistress. Tell me what you love about Sam. Well, Sam is the glue that holds everything together. Sam is not just the point of view character. She's not just the eyes that we see the headmistress universe through. But if you say that Magdalene is change and that Lily is hope, Sam is the courage. Sam is the courage to hope and to make that change. So that's how I would characterize Sam. Yeah. And she's like, I mean, anybody who can melt the ice queen, that has to be, you're a special person when you can do that. Indeed. With the release of The Headmistress, The Wedding, we now know what's going on in Willoughby's head. I knew it would be full of snark, yet also full of love for his human. How much do you love Willoughby? Willoughby has my whole heart. Um, I did an interview some time ago and, and they asked me who's my absolute favorite character from all the books that I've written. And I, without a doubt, it's Willoughby. I, I love him. I adore him. He's the snarkiest, fluffiest uh, cat that I know. <laughs> <laughs> He's just, he, he might be like the all-star of the book. I mean, yes, Sam and and Magdalene are awesome, but Willoughby. I mean, he he even says it at, at one point in his in his short story. He says it that yeah, Sam was you know she maybe saved the day, but he's the true hero of the book. It's all about right him because you know he laid the clues out, and they were they took a while to find them. Yeah, yeah bless his heart. Your next book we will be out on April twelfth. Tell me about Whisper of Solace. A Whisper of Solace is. Um, it's a very deeply personal book. And I actually don't say it about all my books, but Delicate Things uh, was a personal book. And so is Solace. Um, it's a journey of one woman through life and through love. She's an ice queen. And since the book is written from her point of view, we sort of see a really raw, really real, and at times very ugly, and messy, and heartbreaking person underneath this ice queen persona 
So to me, this is this book is a little bit of the unraveling of an ice queen, of answering the question of what makes an ice queen. So we get to lift that veil a little bit and see underneath and, and get to see uh, who she is and what she's gone through and what she's going through and what she will go through. And usually they are point of view of the ice queen. So that's interesting, too. That was a challenge. And at times I feel like I probably bit more than I could chew. <laughs> but it was just an irresistible pull to do it, to to show, to see the world through those eyes, but also to show the world a little bit of what's underneath um, the veil. And it's also set in Hollywood. So there is that at times alluring, but at times very cynical, and ugly backdrop of Tinseltown. So I, wow. I hope the readers like it. I'm sure we will. Um, it's only been a year since the release of The Delicate Things We Make. How insane has your year been? And what do you think Jamie and Vivian would think about the book based on their story? Has it been a year? It feels like 10. Yeah, it feels like 10. <laughs> 2021 has been long. Yeah. 2021 has been long and action-packed. And I kind of feel we're due a year where nothing happens. But can we that have at least nice. a it's month? It's not going to be this year. <laughs> when, when, Just a when few at weeks. least a month? And when nothing happens, when there's no news and we just get to get bored. and We get to be happy. That'd be weird. That would be indeed very weird. Um, Jamie and Vivian are, are, are the characters that, that, that stayed with me. And not just because they were um, my debut book, and, but also because they're so personal. But also because next month we get to hear them. In Abby's narration, I know. Uh, the delicate things we make uh, is coming out on audio uh, middle of March, so I'm very much looking uh, forward to that. Vivian, the four, mm. oh, so sexy. Yeah. Oof. Okay. Sorry. Sorry. I needed <laughs> a minute there. <laughs> the covers for the headmistress and the delicate things we make are absolutely gorgeous and fit the books perfectly. How much direction did you give to M? Mm, I want to say none. <laughs> <laughs> but then um and will totally say what <laughs> uh, the thing is this is this is a very collaborative process for the both of us and the covers very much inspire the story and vice versa for example uh the cover of the delicate things changed the ending of the of the book oh. when uh when the when we got to the point of that this is going to be the cover I felt absolutely compelled to uh, introduce that imagery into the book. And same as with the cover of Solace, every single thing, every single little detail that exists on the cover of Solace, from the color of the eyes to the rain on the window, every single thing is reflected in the story. So it is an amazingly collaborative process of how we work together to make sure that the cover reflects the story, but also that the story reflects the cover. So I am, I am exceedingly lucky. I am profoundly, profoundly lucky to have found Am to have struck this partnership with her. And just, she's, she's amazing. Working with her, it's just a complete pleasure. All mine, I'm sure she'll say. <laughs> I don't know if she'll say that because I can be exceedingly mm, let's let's pick a nice word here. Uh, choosy. Meticulous. And, meticulous. Oh, okay, let's let, let's go let's go with that one. Your yours is better. Yeah. 
Uh, it sounds better. Instead of anal retentive, <laughs> yes. Uh, <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> but but seriously, she puts up with so much for me in terms of, can you move this this word a millimeter higher <laughs> or an inch to the <laughs> or something? She just puts puts up with so much. Uh, can you make this darker? No, lighter. No, oh, it, darker was better. <laughs> <laughs> But she's amazing. She, the talent, the vision, the how nice she is, how just supportive and there. And I'm profoundly, profoundly lucky to have found him. Your 20 questions with other authors has revealed your bizarre obsession with garden gnomes. When did this <laughs> proclivity for garden gnomes begin? And have you sought therapy for it? Well, let me tell you that the garden gnomes is a state secret. And Ah. unless I do 20 questions myself, sometime, Mm. one day, maybe, ever, never, it will remain a state secret. You should do your own 20 questions with yourself. I don't think that wouldn't be fair because I'd pick my own questions. (laughs) I know that's the point, though, is you answer your questions you've given to everyone else. Yeah. Or I I could take over, like, I could be your proxy um, question asker. Question asker. That's a good term. Sounds That's like Rachel Lacey came under. up with that. <laughs> yeah. All right, we'll talk about that. We'll uh, we'll get together on it. You can only choose one character of yours to go on a road trip with you. Which one do you choose, and why? Without a doubt, without a doubt, it would be Arabella or Chabal Avant. The delicate things would be. Without a doubt, I'll tell you why. Not only will I be driving in like the most decadent car possible, we'd oh, yeah. be staying at the absolute best hotels imaginable in the cities that would be stopping and on and on top of everything (laughs) she'd have a story about absolutely every single place and it would be so outrageous because you know what she's been there she's done oh yeah and she's been arrested there but you (laughs) you know that arabella just absolutely has a story in the past about absolutely every single place. Hence, I'd love to do a, a, a car trip or a road trip with, with Arabella. That's true. Yeah, she would be a lot of fun. I, would, I wouldn't mind doing one with Lily. Lily, too. Because, <laughs> you know, you just laugh the whole time and play like silly music and just be like, yeah. Melina, which of your characters is the most like you? Uh, none, actually. <laughs> Um, I'm yet to put myself as such on a page. Uh, they all have something from me, like from nerd-like love of Janeway that Sam does to <laughs> the bookishness of, of Jamie. So they all have parts, but I am yet to say that, you know, this is the one that is really like me. Oh, excellent. Uh, tell me about Jameson, your gorgeous puppy well jameson has um other than totally stealing my heart uh jameson has a really sad sort of uh beginnings uh she spent the first uh, eight to ten we don't know for sure how many months she spent uh, on the street and she has been very badly abused her trauma is quite extensive we're working through it with a lot of love a lot of patience a lot of treats a lot of pets a lot of scratches and it's just heartbreaking. You can tell it, it's showing very much in her behavior, but at the same time, she's the absolute sweetest, kindest, most loving dog. And when you look 
back and you think, yeah, she's been through so much. And yet look at her being so just absolutely generous with her love. Dogs are just, just the best, you know, they are the the best. We, best. Have a, we have a rescue. His name's Sam and he, he was ran over and shot. And he is like, every time, like he hears a backfire or even if the fireplace crackles, he like jumps, but he has the sweetest, kindest disposition, like his little sister is a Shih Tzu who's just loud and annoying. And he, I know a few times he's thought, I would like to chew her head off, but he doesn't. He just puts his arm on her and just pats her. And he's just so sweet. Dogs are yeah. amazing. Dogs dogs are just absolutely amazing. She's been through so much and she is so scared of humans in general. But then suddenly she, she just, you know, the most amazing cuddle bug and sweet and kind. And I... <laughs> I'm very lucky to have rescued her. I'm very lucky to that, you know, maybe on some level she chose me to not just, I, I answered an, an ad. I answered an ad that said, we rescued this dog and she's been through a lot. If you don't mind uh, a puppy who has been severely traumatized, um, would you take her? I, the moment I saw her, I said, yes. And it was a choice between naming her Jameson and Sam. So either Jamie or Sam for either of my characters from uh, The Delicate Things or The Headmistress. But in the first couple of days, uh, I didn't know which one it's going to be. And at the end of the day, just she's just so utterly kind, like just sweet and gentle and tender. And Sam has a temper while my pup really doesn't <laughs> Yeah, Sam can get feisty. Yeah. Jamie, the pup, is not it's not one with a temper. She's just one with a lot of love. So Jameson, the name, won over. Plus, she's she's this, you know, kind of amber dog. And, and in a certain light, maybe somehow, you know, whiskey. <laughs> so, <laughs> so Jameson won the, won the day. Very nice. Uh, you've just started buying the Lesvik paperbacks. Which ones have you gotten so far? All right, I haven't gotten very far, but right now I have. Let's see. Uh, the latest one was uh, Lucy Baxley's No String, No Strings. Oh, and yeah. Before that, there was Monica McCallum's uh, Back in Your Arms. Before that, there was um, Lee Winter's Breaking Character, and before that it was Claire Ashton's uh, Jessica Lambert. And I have two more paperbacks on the way. What are those? Uh, one of them is my absolute favorite uh, E.J. Noyce book, Gold. And oh, I, yeah. it was, you know, the Winter Olympics and I, I watched skiing and I thought, I have to have it. It's E.J. Noyce in general is one of the most talented, most amazing writers out there. And she has a plethora of, of amazing books alone. So original, a, quite a unique concept. Uh, Ask, tell the the quadrilogy, I guess it's going to be with the release uh, in yep. in May, uh, which I mm-hmm. absolutely cannot wait for. Um, so, ripping the benefits, another one. These these books are talked about a lot. These books these books have a lot of fans. These books are are very popular, and I want to tell absolutely everybody that they need to pick up gold because it's amazing and it deserves to have just as much love as all EJ's other titles. (laughs) I never miss a a release purse. Every single one of them is pre-ordered and gets on my um, Kindle. 
right away. Yep, has to. I have um, Fake It by uh, Lily Seabrook on the way. Pretty excited about having that one. Can I just say that Lily Seabrook is one of the most amazing authors and amazing people out there. And I am very privileged to know her. And I'm very privileged to be part of the anthology that's coming out this May that uh, Lily's spearheading. So I'm enormously lucky to know her. She's awesome and amazing and all the good things. She is. She's one of the best people out there. Yep. Melina, it has been wonderful talking to you today. You've always shown me kindness and encouragement from our first interaction, and I wish you only the best. Thank you so much for taking the time to chat with me. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you. And good luck in your other podcasting adventures. (laughs) Yeah, thank you. The audiobook of The Headmistress is available now. And next month, be on the lookout for the audiobook of The Delicate Things We Make. Be sure to check out Melina's Amazon page where you can purchase ebooks or paperbacks of Melina's work. And don't forget, A Whisper of Solace will be released on April 12th. Thanks again to Melina Mackay for joining me, and thanks to you for listening. Be sure to subscribe, and if you want to laugh out loud at your favorite authors playing Would You Rather, go to my Patreon page at www.patreon.com slash sapphicbookreviewpod. Until next time, happy reading.